Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Womax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. So that's us on to episode two of season three entitled Paperclip and I, I suppose we should have a caveat at the start of this episode because I think it's been a while since we actually watched this and took our notes on it <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I know I've watched all three of these episodes the three parts condensed and mm. like the consummate professional I would like to be I didn't watch it again so <laughs> yeah it's it, uh for those who don't realise, uh, like I went to Zambia, then Graham went off and did something. So we 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 needed to have a break between these recordings, and uh, yeah. So I, we, I think we probably both watched this episode before we went off and did our own things. And yeah, so it's been a while. But we've we've got notes. Let's see just how reliable these notes actually are. Um, all right. So, <laughs> we pick up after the last episode and Albert Hosteen tells us the story of what he calls a healer monster. Um, and then another story from another tribe of Indians about the white buffalo women who came down from the heavens and taught the Indians how to live virtuous lives before ascending back into the heavens. A white buffalo was born on the day after Mulder had been saved which is a powerful omen. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing you were absolutely riveted to this scene. Yeah, yeah, there's so many subtexts and none of it was interesting to me. Um, yeah. I, I, I couldn't be sure if they were talking about, whether it was just uh, deep-seated different religions or whether they were talking about aliens with the the, 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 the white uh, buffalo and things like that. And then, mm. yeah, I, I was just like, I, I want to move on with the plot already. <laughs> I'm just like, because, because we'd like left on cliffhangers again it's just, it feels like it's almost teasing you and I know it's alluding to things later on in the episode and, and mm. much like that but I, I'm just I'm eager to get into the meat of the story again mm. what about yourself? I mean you listen to that story uh, and it, it it does not only does it sound like it could be UFO related but also it, it sounds very similar if you think about thematically obviously not um, not with regards to the specifics, but uh, thematically, it is very similar. I gotta say, I know you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> shake your head as soon as I sound this, but it does sound very similar to the whole Jesus mythology, you know, in that you've got something that comes down that is symbolized as purity, given it's white, um, and you know, is, is, is seen as the savior of this particular nation um so yeah it does make you wonder where that mythology was born from but anyway whatever whatever moving on um so uh, to me i'm not engaged with it i gotta say it feels um it, it just overly like like they're going for something of the spiritual nature but when i'm not really yeah, I'm not, I'm not digging it. I'm not digging it. I don't mm. know. Um, yeah. I, yeah, moving on. Um, so Scully and Skinner have a standoff 
so as you'll recall in the previous episode we left with them kind of yeah facing off with each other guns mm-hmm. pointed at each other and Mulder suddenly bursts in and ends it uh, he lets Skinner keep the tape the DAT tape before taking Scully with him to look for as he puts it truths out there that aren't on that tape <clears throat> yeah and it's kind of like the shocking moment because up until then they both believe uh, Mulder to be gone yeah yeah. yeah. Um, obviously then, we, we knew he wasn't but uh, yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. there's another several seasons as well. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of, it's, 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 that's the one detriment to going back to it now. Mm, Most yeah. of these things that are, I've been robbed from the, the, the TV show. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we've got the core group of characters, and it's it's a nice representation of their constant um, infighting because they are sometimes trustworthy, sometimes standoffish, mm. sometimes they're just against each other, and it's just it's just a nice visual representation of. Of their relationship within this moment, you know, from being Scully and Skinner standing off to Mulder coming in and kind of trusting Skinner, and then mm. you're waiting on the, the, the things to fall apart again. Mm. I, I just love the look on Scully and Skinner's face, um, just the absolute shock. And and you can see Mulder's milk in it as well. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm back, bitches. You know, it's <laughs> like it's all over his face, but uh, yeah. So Scully, they go out into the corridor and Scully tells Mulder that she told her mum that he that she knew he was alive. Um, if, if you remember in, oh, the, in yeah. the last... Yeah, yeah you, 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 I think you had some issues with that bit. Like, yes. Yeah, she just randomly went up to Mulder's mum, who was grieving at the time, <laughs> and just said, I actually think he's still alive, you know? Have you proof? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just a feeling. Feeling it, yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, so, but I I like that she's able to admit that to Mulder. Um, it 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 feels like I don't know that that's 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 progress for her to be able to tell him that hey I had this thing that maybe can't be explained and I acted on it. What do you think, Mulder? Yeah, you know, give, give give me a pat on the back. So uh, yeah, um, pat on the back there for Scully. But, uh, meanwhile, Scully's sister fights on life support. Um, her mum arrives, uh, thinking that she's there for Dana. So, mm. yeah, that's that's quite a uh... yeah. It seems a bit of a, a, a strange one because um, we all knew what was going to happen with that mm. storyline, and uh, literally thought, thought she was dead, and now she's mm. in a coma. Mm. But. She's been shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> the, outc- yeah. the outcome's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do, I, yeah. It's it it is a, it is that kind of playing with the character's emotions of like it, like she's prepared herself to go there and find Dana in that condition. Do do you do you feel like maybe um, it's it's more shocking for her that it's Melissa um, that maybe because of the line of work that Dana's in she almost half expected it and was in Um, some way prepared for it whereas with Melissa it's suddenly it's suddenly it's like oh that that is not the sister I was expecting at all I I don't know just as a a parent any kind of kid that's been in serious damage I don't think you can you can be like 
I thought it was my favourite. Ooh, ooh, sorry. <laughs> oh no, she didn't. Yeah, it's just it's just one anguish for another type of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but you kinda you can kinda see almost the writing here as to to what this is going to bring forward in the in, in the episode for the closure of the characters and for the grieving process and to kinda add a little bit of melodrama to the proceedings. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we get a scene with the lone gunmen. So uh, they they tell Mulder and Scully about one of the men in the photo with Mulder's father, a man named Victor Klemper. Um, so he was part of Operation Paperclip, hence the title of the episode, where Nazi scientists were brought over from Germany after the Second World War to continue their experiments. Frohickey arrives with news about Scully's sister and Mulder has to stop her from leaving because they will most likely be waiting for her at the hospital. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to see the, the lone gunman there. Um, but yeah. they start to bring in this conspiracy theory, this the whole thing about the mm. Nazi war criminals and that, and instantly, almost instantly, I wasn't interested. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, there was so much else going on that I wanted to get to that I felt this was another spanner getting thrown in, and I was like, I, I don't know if I'm... If I'm overly interested, where it goes from here, yeah, it's, it's great. But just initially, right? Okay, I, I, I mm, yeah, it's really hard now to, like, I, I can't look back that far enough and remember Going back, my initial. I mean, like, thinking back to the episode and knowing where it goes from there, it becomes mm. really interesting and really yeah. great, you know, something to latch onto. But my initial opinion when I saw this was just like, oh, mm. not not another one of these like wild. Uh, yeah, conspiracy things. But yeah, I I think like knowing where the mythology goes, I, I do like this this connection to. Uh, I mean, I, I say like uh, you know from, from a purely from a story mm-hmm. writing term, terms. Uh, I, yeah, I, I like that they they feed into history like that and uh, yeah, um, kind of milk the ever. Present evil of the Nazis. <laughs> if you if you if you need it's a good uh, evil, villain. yeah, it is pretty much it's the Indiana Jones kind of kind of thing. But um, yeah, now I, I I do like the mythology that they start to build here. Uh, so don't know, see see where it goes over the season and how you might feel about it then. But mm-hmm. uh, so <clears throat> we go to the syndicate and they're grilling Cancer Man for his assassin's cock up. Uh, so, because they shot the wrong sister, basically. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like the syndicate a lot. Um, I don't know right. why, but it's just something that I really like. This this almost consortium of mm. fat cat rich men who are just there um, making life or death decisions. Mm. You know, while reading a newspaper or you know having a drink or something, just. There's something that really just captivates me about that, and I think it's something that I hope continues because it's something that I really do like. Because you, you have all these, there's not one large arch nemesis. Mm. You have this group of people, and there is politics going on within it. There is infighting, mm-hmm. so there's always kind of who's trying to get the upper hand and who's going to come out on top. So I really like this yeah. aspect of the, the episode. Yeah, because cause like with any other series, you tend to get that one clear-cut top villain. Mm. Um, and they remain that clear-cut top villain throughout the series. And as a result, you you know that 
they they're never going to get killed at least not until the very end you know until mm -hmm. the last episode or whatever um whereas here it's like literally at any point one one of the members could could become more powerful than the rest uh, there could be a coup there could they could be factions where they split off and make up yeah. separate groups so it could it could literally go anywhere but uh yeah well manicured man really digs his uh digs the heels in and wants to see the dat tape that cancer man claims to have um and cancer man looks very nervous uh which i really like because 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 like you say it's up to this point cancer man has been the big bad and then you see him in this room full of uh peers mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he, he kind of looks like a child out of his depth uh which which is really interesting um mm -hmm. He uses what power he has when he's with Mulder to kind of come off as superior and whatnot. And yet when he's in this room with these guys, he's, he's suddenly not necessarily top of the food chain anymore. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I like that. Um, Mulder and Scully go to see Klemper. And Scully cannot hide her disdain for this guy. It is written large all over her face. Um, he eventually gives them the location of the mill that is that's in the photo along with a clue napier's constant um, so. now obviously like we said before i'm a little bit foggy on certain aspects of this episode but i've got my notes here that i really like this guy um, <laughs> and i don't know if it was his performance or, or, or yeah what. yeah yeah I, I can't i can't say it's like it remembers back now but obviously i don't like the person <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. No, I, I, I do. I find him an interesting character. I think mm -hmm. it's probably what you mean as well. Um, yeah. I just, he's, I he's, think, he's, he's an info dump, really, isn't he? He is he's, an info dump, but he's an info dump with, um, with, with with a backstory and a clear, a clear motive. A clear, you know, he's, he's like you get the sense of history from this guy you get the sense of how he's tied into the syndicate and what impact he may have had on the world mm -hmm. due to his um insane and evil experiments so yeah. uh but uh but yeah it, there's, a, there's a lot tied up into this one kind of little character who yeah basically is only in this episode um so yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, I like him. I like how he's portrayed. Um, and I just I just love that interplay between him and Scully, where Scully literally looks like she just wants to tear this guy's head off, yeah. um, give, given half the chance. Um, and you don't, you, don't, you don't often see that from her, I don't think. Yeah, Scully's usually kind of across the board even with her moods. She never really mm. you know, goes wildly in one way or another. Here she's quite clearly... Um, against this guy also that, what is with this kind of trope you don't see it too many times in movies that bit like old evil guys doing gardening <laughs> you seem to think about it I've seen it in quite a few movies yeah <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's because um, it's that it's the idea that um, you retire you st and, and you, you, want, you still want to remain active but you mm. because of usually because of the the acts that you've done that you're maybe not too proud of you kind of want to slink away somewhere and uh i don't know get 
get back with nature or something. See, I've, I've always got <laughs> the feeling that they're fertilising the plants with bodies or something, you know. <laughs> Just right. To, I feel like they're still being that evil way. Yeah, you, you go there, I'll, I'll go with the uh, guilt redemption. and uh, redemption. Yeah, uh, so, okay. Um, <laughs> where are we? Uh, so, Klemper calls so Mulder and Scully leave and just literally just as they leave Klemper calls the well manicured man to tell him that Mulder is alive and well manicured man is the most venal man he has ever met mm. Mm. Yep. I kind mm. of feel like he would still be alive if not for that last comment right <laughs> it's like, why, like he had to push it didn't he like he could have told told him where Mulder and Scully was but he just said, oh, and you're the most venal man I've ever met. Come <laughs> kill me. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. It's just, a, a, I don't know. I suppose when you get to that age, you just don't care. Mm. Um, I, I, think it's li- I think it's literally, his, his fa- like in this moment with Mulder and Scully, he has finally been able to confess his sins. And because mm. he's done that, I think he feels that he can now go to his grave. Um, do, do you think it's a kind of, um, like, a almost na-na-na-na-na? Because, like, I've, I've gave him the info that's going to come and possibly lead, or going to cause mm. you some big problems, so do whatever you want. I know that I've caused yeah. you a burden. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but, uh, so we go, we go back to the hospital, and Mrs Scully waits with Melissa. Some guy lurks in the corridor... And then Albert Hosteen arrives to pay to, to pray over Melissa on behalf of Scully. Mm. Yeah, just some good old Indian magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it is a bit strange that someone who is <clears throat> Catholic would ask someone who is Navajo to come and and, and pray over their sister. Yeah, um, is, it, is it just me who thinks that? Because are you not mixing your? Uh, well, she's ex- like... extremely sceptic about almost everything. Mm. But maybe in, in this moment of need, she's willing to open herself up just to try anything. Possibly, and, maybe. And she knows. Yeah. And she knows that Mulder was um, at death's door and, and and was brought back. Possibly, maybe she's just well, grasping yeah. at straws. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I think maybe the Mulder angle is. Yeah. Okay. It's just like as a. As a Christian, like I wouldn't ask, say, a Muslim or a, or a or a Buddhist to go and pray for my loved one. I would ask a Christian to go and pray for my loved one. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. But anyway, I uh, blah 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 blah. Mulder and Scully arrive at the mill. They find huge ass doors that need codes to enter. Uh, the code is Napier's constant so there's a, there's a formula something called Napier's constant I no idea what that is yeah. um, and Scully tells Mulder to be sure before he goes through the door so the door opens Mulder's about to step through it and Mulder's like uh, Scully's like are you sure are you sure you want to step through that door in case you find in case they find stuff on his dad Mm. Um, to which Mulder replies by walking through the door. <laughs> well, in all fairness, yeah. we've had so many episodes, we've leaded up to this, and then you're in front of a door, and you're saying, yeah. behind this may be an answer to everything that you've been looking for. Maybe mm. you shouldn't go through it. 
<laughs> you've, you've gone there you've gone to the trouble of getting there and yeah. but, but do you not think this is born out more of scully's fear rather than her fear for Mulder? Mm. that if that she's the one who's going to be confronted with something behind that door that is going to challenge her belief system and mm. her thoughts on science and whatnot do you not mm. think her trying to maybe reason with Mulder is not necessarily for his benefit but more for hers I think just talking about it with you now I think we may have a Scully who is um, not not in her usual self because obviously mm. she's brought in the, the ending to help she's not thinking yeah. clearly she must yeah. know that there's no chance that she's talking Mulder out of not going through that door Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you could be right she could be all over the place about what's going to be behind there regarding mm. her so, mm. yeah, I think we've got a, a Scully who's not her usual self, not thinking yeah. clearly. Yeah, she's got a sister in a hospital who's most likely going to die. The last last thing she needs now is her worldview also being shattered by something that is behind that door. So, yeah. Um, so, Cancer Man... Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a cut. I, I put in my notes. Mulder, Mulder opens the door, and then I put as does Cancer Man into Skinner's office. There's a nice kind of mm -hmm. jump transition. cut. Yeah, really nice transition, which I liked. Um, it helps to build pace, I think, as as we're getting into this kind of final act. It's, yeah. Everything seems to be speeding up. Mm -hmm. um, Skinner tells him that he may have located the tape, but it may fall into the wrong hands. Cancer Man says he doesn't do deals. Skinner says he might have it next time they meet. Um, and Cancer Man says he hopes his next course of action is more cautious and informed. Mm. Uh, a, re a really nice exchange between yeah. the two of them as Skinner starts to get the upper hand with this guy. Uh -huh. and, and again, as much as we see that Scully's not her usual self, uh, Cancer Man... His world has been shaking a little bit, you know, and yeah. things aren't going the way he had planned. Mm. So he, he's almost kind of panicky, and yeah. he, he raises his voice and he gets a little bit more animated than he usually has. So mm. it's, it's nice to see the villain having a, a moment of crisis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's real, isn't it? It yeah. feels genuine. It feels like okay. You see, you've you've got this guy whose whose power is based all around what he knows the secrets he keeps that's that's his power that's what he holds over the rest of the world so once those secrets are taken from him and other people go his power's gone he has no power anymore and it's like it's it, yeah it's it's a really interesting dichotomy i think um and and they they explore it quite well so it just it just humanizes the guy really humanizes him so um Mulder and scully find loads of records, medical files, alphabetized, lots and lots of files, smallpox vaccination files, tissue samples. Mulder finds a file on Scully, then his sister, that also has his name underneath hmm. his sister's name. So almost like a decision was made to take Mulder and then the decision was changed and they put ra rather than getting a new file and getting a new <laughs> label on it they thought we'll just stick the name of his sister over his but yeah um how do you feel about that revelation i, I, I like i like the i like this whole 
scene in this video. Mm. I think it's it's one of those uh, visually striking scenes where you've got the, the file cabinets in amongst this cave almost. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. It's really odd looking, but from a visual standpoint, it just looks pretty cool. And then you start to discover that they've been chronicling uh, almost every childbirth from a certain point, and you're like, why are they doing that? Why the hell is it hidden in a mountain somewhere? Um, mm. Why do they know about uh, abductees? Why do they have information? It's so many questions, but it's not like it's not ones that you know you're going to get instant <coughs> answers to. Mm. So yeah. it's, like, it's like a happy mystery. You're like, oh, this is cool. This is going to lead to so much other things. And if I don't get an answer straight, I'll be fine with that because it's just cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just kind of slowly drip feeding you information, isn't it? That, yeah. 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 Um, so just just as that bombshell is dropped, the lights go out. Uh, Mulder legs it outside and sees a UFO while Scully sees what look like little aliens oh, running past her. This is awesome. One of my favourite <laughs> bits. Right? You have to go to the Nazi guy, get the secret uh, code for the doors, discover where the yeah. doors are, get into them, mm. and then there's a hole in the wall just to get out. We've <laughs> 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 got all these security measures to get into the place, but there's literally a hole in the wall. <laughs> And I'm like, really? really? Is this, this happening? <laughs> I thought it was terrific. <laughs> and it's like having a bank vault with mm. this, this high-tech security, you know, really thick steel vault with all this cash in and then a little hole in the back in yeah. which people could just... If they just came round the back, they could wander straight in. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Loved absolutely it. brilliant, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> had you not thought about that one Brian no? um, I hadn't to be honest because I, I thought this is an old mine there there would be ways in and out um, and, and like the only the only explanation is that the people who put those doors on didn't know that that tunnel was down there but yeah, how 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 could anyone buy that really? Um, and and Scully Scully only knows it's there because of the light that comes from the UFO. Um, but even so, there's still a flipping tunnel there with a. Oh, you've got to imagine the daylight. Inside. There's got to be a bright light there as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely the biggest flaw in the episode. It must be said. Um, in fact, I may be dropping my score down because of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah, so ridiculous. Oh, man. Okay. Um, no, isn't it? Yeah. Moving on. Uh, so, ca cars arrive, government agents, men with guns. Mulder dodges bullets, then Scully leads them out through a door at the end of a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Skinner meets them in a diner, uh, says he can use the tape to make a deal and save them. Mulder says no. Um, Scully says, what good is the tape if you're going... Oh, sorry, Skinner says, what good is the tape if you're going to be hunted down like animals? Plus, oh no, so that is, yeah, that is Scully. Plus, she needs to see her sister. Mulder says it's up to her, so he puts the decision into her hands. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of alluding to what's 
coming at the end, you know, it's it's one of these things that's going to have to be used to save our heroes. Yeah, um, and it, it's pretty much there just to so we don't have that damp squid of an ending. Ending, it's just going to like you know put it in the mind that this is possibly going to be the outcome of the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's the only leverage they've got basically. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But if it, if it suddenly got to the end of the episode and they just like oh I swapped the tape for this, you'd just have been like oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. No, but 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 like more than that. To be honest, the, what what this conversation really is, which is you know the, one of the main themes of the of of the X Files in general, is that question: How much are you willing to to sacrifice for the truth? How much are you willing to give up for the truth? They've got the truth there on that tape. And the question is, how much are you willing to give up? And at this point, Scully isn't willing to give up their freedom and it n- not being able to see her sister again hmm. um, so that answers the question right there which which actually isn't isn't the kind of answer you would probably normally get in a film you know when it, when you when you have these movies about what you know what it takes to to get the truth out there people risk everything they give everything mm-hmm. um, in this case that that's not so uh, which which you know, it's, it's more realistic to me. It's like, we'll find the truth another way. This this mm-hmm. isn't it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I do like that choice that has been put on the table there and what it, what it means. Um, <clears throat> so Albert Hostein says that the white buffalo calf stopped drinking its milk. Um, on the third day, its mother lay down and would not get up. He says, this is how life is that in order for something to live, another must make a sacrifice, Um, which basically feeds into what's just been done with with Mulder and Scully and the tape and Scully's sister and, you know, a lot of sacrifices being made and stuff. Uh, So Skinner arrives, tells Mrs. Scully he's working to bring Dana back. Albert tells him about the lurker, uh, mm-hmm. being very curious about the room. Skinner goes after him, but he's jumped by three men, including Krychek and a Hispanic man. Mm. Mm. Puts up a pretty good fight, must be said, it consi- considering it's three against one. Uh, but in the end, pretty much gets nailed and has the tape stolen. Mm. Um, it's just it's nice to see Krychek back again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to see Skinner handling himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a fairly decent scene. Um, I can't say I remember the tape going missing. I, don't, I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there will be no deal because... Tape's gone. Skinner, yeah. Interestingly, though, it's Krychek who now has the tape. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Um, Krychek narrowly avoids being killed in a car bomb set by his uh, his cronies that he's yeah. with. So yeah, um, and w- way to give away the the car bomb by having the clock flash like that. But yeah, uh, nice explosion there. Some nice nice work. Nice, nice camera work. Yeah, I like the camera work because. Um, 
I always I always like stuff like that, stunts and whatnot, when the actor is clearly in the shot. Yeah. Because we see um Nicholas Lee getting out of the car and then the the, the, the he he starts running and the camera just comes with him and then once he gets a certain distance the car blows up behind him and it's it, yeah it's just it's a lot more cinematic and it's it just it brings you into the action a lot more because you can see mm. that it's actually the actor that's involved in that stunt um so yeah um yeah. I, th I think i think it's rob bowman who directed this uh once again being very cinematic there um but yeah great stuff really well directed uh Mulder and Scully go to see Klemper but find well well manicured man there instead who tells them Klemper's heart had given out yeah yeah <laughs> if you believe that you'll believe anything um he says they've collected tissue on everyone since 1950 to conduct tests on alien human hybridization Scully says pure science fiction and Mulder is being told what he wants to hear. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well manicured man also says that his sister was taken as an insurance policy to help Mulder's father stay quiet. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of revelations there. Yeah, but again, is this guy being honest? Is he telling the truth? Is it to meet his own mm. ends? I, I kind of like these duplicitous villainous characters. You're never yeah. sure. What's mm. truth? What's poison? What's half truth? Mm. Yeah. It is. It is. Just that that idea though of uh, smallpox vaccinations really being about the government being able to have tissue samples of everyone so that they yeah. can. Uh, that that's terrifying. <laughs> it is terrifying because I could very much believe it. Um, I I could very much believe it. I. I've got my own thoughts on vaccinations, but we won't get into them because I don't want to get into a big political mess with regards to anyone listening. But le yeah, let's just say I I could very easily believe that scenario. Um, yeah, maybe not necessarily about aliens or anything like that, but but yeah. Um, anyway. Crackcheck calls Cancerman, tells him if he even feels his presence, he's going to make him a very famous man. Because obviously he's mm. got the tape, he's got the secrets. Cancerman tells the syndicate that the tape was destroyed in a car bomb that killed Scully's would-be assassin. Which I just... <laughs> this guy, seriously. It's like, mm. how can he not think that he's, that he's not going to get found out, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, this is the second time you already proclaimed that Mulder was dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mulder wakes his mum up to ask her if his father ever made her make a choice between him and his sister. She said she couldn't choose. It was his father's choice, and she hated for him, hated him for it, and mm. hates him still. Um, yeah, that's it's that's it's kind of why I had that question earlier on about Scully's mum. Um, you know, like 
the, the mindset between her children uh, had she prepared herself maybe for the loss of Scully at some point because yeah. of the line of work she was in um, had she in, in some way made peace with that I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying she, you know she took rocking up thinking ah it's alright it's only Scully but like but the, but there was something in there that was maybe prepared for it um, is is there that thing is there that underlying thing that as parents actually deep down we do make choices like that between our children which is the reason i only have one so i don't ever have to make that choice um, but uh but Mulder's father he, he did make that choice you know he he yeah this isn't just a case of uh, are we speculating no he made the choice Mulder or Samantha, and he chose Samantha. What a guy. What, what a guy. What a man. What a great father. Cancer Man goes to see Skinner, threatens him. Then Skinner says it's time for him to pucker up and kiss my ass. Which is the line that we've been uh, waiting for for quite some time. Yeah, this is a, a favourite of Mitch Pelagius, Um Whenever he's talking about you know his favorite moments from the x-files and in interviews and stuff he, he always seems to bring this moment up as, as one of his favorites he says albert and 20 other navajo have memorized details on the tape and are willing to share if anything happens to Mulder and scully because um, obviously the tape was in the navajo language so they yeah. could read it uh yeah there we go. Whether whether it's true or not is a different matter altogether. Which, mm. let's face it, it isn't. Um, well, they do, do. I don't can't remember if it's this episode or if it's another one where they talk about that's how they pass down. Yes. Uh, the most important things by spreading the the stories. So it kind of yeah. ties it back up to that, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a, a thing within a lot of cultures. You look at Jewish culture. That's how a lot of their you know their, their their things were passed down they were you know storytellers um so Mulder goes to the hospital finds Scully next to Melissa's bed but no Melissa mm. she's died Scully says there is no justice that Mulder was right he says it's about fate they have no control over it but he's more certain than ever that the truth is out there. Yarn. Scully says she's heard the truth. Now she wants some answers. Which, when you think about it, is a bit of a misnomer. Because the truth kind of is the answer. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's almost like saying, I've heard the truth. Now what I want is the truth. Um, yes. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, the implication there is that the truth they've been given may not necessarily be the truth at all um <laughs> <laughs> oh man i guess i've got flummoxed at the end um yeah yeah go on wrap up wrap up Ra wrap up uh, i think it's mm. it's a decent episode and it's a nice end to the, the trilogy of this story i, I think mm. it's probably not as good as i hoped it was going to be um, it does have some fantastic moments in it, um, particularly the whole idea of, of the cataloguing of, mm. of the, the entire nation. You do get to see scenes of, of the characters being a little bit out of sorts and having to make tough decisions and 
I did like that. But ultimately, I felt like of the three episodes, that this was probably the... I don't, I'd say the weakest, but it's a good episode, if you know what I mean, but mm. compared against episodes one and two of this three-parter, it, it probably was my, my, the one I enjoyed the least, I think. Right. Okay. Um, but still, still for me, it's a solid four out of five. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'd say it was the weakest. I, I, the blessing way for me got bogged down with a lot of the, you know, going back to Mulder and and the cere- the ceremony that they were doing i i i wasn't that engaged with that stuff because every time they came away from scully i felt like what was going on with her was far more interesting um whereas here i like that Mulder and scully are together i like that they're they're invest you know that they're out there in the thick of it together um i like that skinner gets a nice bit of action uh, I, I, I like that we've got Krychek back this guy Klemper I, the mythology that they're building with all the, the vaccination stuff and I do I, I, I like this one I think that the <laughs> the terrible escape it, 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 it is it is a flaw it must be said quite a gaping one really it's, it's like um, yeah it's it's what 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 is it they call it Deus Ex Machina or, or something? Um, yeah. It just yeah it just feels like you get get out of jail free card. Um, poor writing in that respect. But I originally had the grade at four and a half out of five. I'm going to take that half off and yeah I I think I agree with you. I I'll give it a four. So yeah, yeah good episode. So next episode is WPO I believe is that right? yes. Yes. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. Is 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 that a big episode? Uh, I don't know that it's a big episode. Uh, it, it to be honest, I think it's an episode that feels more Smallville than it does X Files. Right. Okay. Um, which you know, take that however you wish. But um, it it is the first appearance for me. Uh, I, I think he may have done a few little things before it, but for me, it was the first thing I'd ever seen. Um, Giovanni Ribisi in and Jack Black as well. Mm-hmm. Jack Black also right. makes an appearance. So so it's it, it's it's interesting seeing two really big actors um who'd kind of made their start here. Uh, and, and go, going back and watching that and, and seeing them. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, that so that's that's interesting. But uh, a big episode probably not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Something to look forward to on the next the next episode of the X Files Revisited. We'll see you then for WPO. You've been listening to the X Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.